This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yeah. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jake Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's good! Jake Kinnaman banks it in at the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford eight. Crawford's got a hurry. Up. Oh, no! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, you made a comment yesterday about the NBA Finals. You, you make a lot of crazy comments. Sure. But you said yesterday, if the Raptors win game one, I'm all in. I'm hooked. You got me. Are you all in? Are you hooked? Are you got? Yeah, I'm probably in. I'm probably in the rest of the way. And to be honest... I expected Toronto to win game one. Why is that? Because Golden State hadn't played in about nine days. They were rusty. I mean, I know uh, Toronto hadn't played in, what, five days. But that nine – I've seen it too – you know, I have followed the NBA for 50 years. And I've seen it too often where I, – I saw it the year when the Lakers had their super team and then they played Boston in the first round. And Boston – in L.A., uh, you know, Boston was not even supposed to be t- – or L.A. wasn't supposed to be touched. Boston goes, and it, I think they called it the Memorial Day Massacre. I think the first game was like on Memorial Day, and they end up getting beat by like 40. That's when Kareem and Magic were there against Bird and, and that bunch. And the first game, the really, really great teams sometimes are bowling in the first game, and now they got the Warriors' attention. And I think the Warriors bounce back big on Sunday – I think they go out, they win two at Oracle, take a 3-1 lead. Toronto wins game five, and then it ends in game six back at Oracle. This is about as bad of a game that I can remember the Warriors playing this postseason. I, I watch them play a lot. They're, they're one of the teams that I just enjoy watching. And I don't remember another game where statistically it doesn't look that bad. But to me, I just thought they were all sorts of off last night. I, I I know Clay Thompson scored 21 points, but it was a really inefficient 21 points. Steph Curry, I know he scored 34, but it wasn't in the normal Steph Curry fashion. I know he made 14 out of 14 free throws. I thought Draymond Green, despite having a triple-double, was pretty average last night. DeMarcus Cousins pretty much didn't give him anything. Kevon Looney was okay. It just felt like this team didn't play very well last night. While Toronto, especially in the fourth quarter, caught almost every single break. And as bad as the Warriors were, and I can't say the guy's name, Pascal Siakam Siakam had the game. He'll never shoot that way again. He was 32 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists on 14 out of 17 14 out of 17 shooting. That's not going to happen. And some of them were ridiculous. And the Warriors were still there. 
I mean, the Warriors were awful, and they still almost won. Toronto was very good, though. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard looked like a shot boxer to me last night. He looked dead on his feet out there. And they, he still had 23, 8, and 5. But when you look at his stats, when you look at his stats closer, he really wasn't very – I think he was like 5 of 14 from the field. 5 of 14 from the field and 10 out of 12 at the line. I, I don't know what the deal is. With, he made some really big and timely threes. I don't know what the deal is with him. I don't know – you know, when Jim Brown – you don't remember Jim Brown, but I do. Greatest running back in NFL I know history. who he is. Greatest running back in NFL history. Jim Brown would carry the ball and he'd get tackled. He'd get up. Oh, I can barely even get back to the huddle. You give him the ball and he explodes through the line. I think Kawhi Leonard uh, – He'd be a great golfer because he's doing, to me, a lot of sandbagging. Now, I know he's not 100% physically, but sometimes I think some of it's an act just to kind of throw his opponent off, playing mind games with him. So I don't think Kawhi's has hurt as bad as he's leading on, but the guy just looks like he's totally exhausted. He's only 27 years old. I mean, he can't be exhausted. I'm 62 years old, and I'm not as exhausted as he is. I don't know. And, I and hear I, you tell me. I every go day really, that you're but exhausted. I go really hard. Yeah, you know, I go hard. Yeah, that that, that I, riding I just, the cart for 18 holes. I that's give it, tough. I give it my all, and then when there's nothing left to give, I just kind of that's it. I think you've been at about that point for a while. Just go, God, I'm so exhausted. Oh, my ankles hurt. <laughs> it's a lot of that coming from you here. Well, it was my hips yesterday. Walking that soft. Oh, those hips. Oh, man. Walk, walking that soft ground and having to walk to your ball. Ooh, that takes it out of man, me. Man, that's a tough, tough day for you. Well, now that we have seen game one, I'm going to give you a hypothetical, Steve. Okay. What if Toronto wins game two? I think it gets a little tougher for Golden State. Well, yeah, it gets real tough. I still like the Warriors. I think in the end, when push comes to shove, Steph Curry will not let the Warriors lose. I just don't think he will. I don't think Draymond Green will let them lose. I just think those guys have such a winner's mentality. They will find a way, somehow, some way to pull it out. The other guy that I thought was so important in the first couple of series that wasn't really there last night was Andre Iguodala, where he only finished with six points. I know he had seven He's assists, hurt. but and and you could see him getting hurt at the end of that game. And I think he is very important to this group. Where if he's not going to be playing for the rest of the series, or if he's hurt, or if he's limping around, I think that will make a very big difference. Okay, let me let me just say this. Okay, it's another if, name if of Iga, guy that's hurt. If Iguodala doesn't play and Durant doesn't play, that'd be like taking Lowry. Maybe away from Toronto and then Kawhi. Gas- Gas- well, Gasol. Say Gasol. Durant. You're comparing him to Gasol. It'd no, be no, like no. taking Kawhi away. No, no. I, I'm I'm just saying that they have a, a good role player and a great player. I was saying Lowry's Lowry should be a great player. He's not playing. To I thought he was terrible last night. I I just thought I don't know what his line was, but I thought he was not good last he night. He ended up with seven points. He on was two out of nine shooting. He was Eric Bledsoe like last night. He had nine assists. Yeah, but he's a better he's a better scorer than that. But I think without Andre Iguodala, you lose another very important piece to defender, this equation. Great defender. He's a Finals MVP. Yeah, you need those guys in these series. And Demarcus Cousins didn't give him much. I know he's just making his way back. But this team, to me, Steve looked vulnerable. Well, last their ben- night. their bench guys weren't that. Jordan Bell gave him well. He started, but. Did Bogut even play? I don't remember seeing Bogut. I don't. Andrew Bogut did not play. Okay, um, I just they're you know Livingston always gives them a lift. Looney always gives them. McKinney, those guys didn't give him anything last night. Steve, 
I want to ask you a very important question They're all before we make a transition and talking to McPherson Pipeliners coach Chris Dawson. What do you know about Drake? Not the university in Des Moines, Iowa. I know nothing about him except he's... Well, what do you know? Because you know something. He's some rapper. Okay, what else do you know? He's a big Toronto fan. He's like the king of Toronto or something. Do you know why? I have no idea. He's He's from there. Well, oh, is he? Okay, I I didn't know that. What else do you know about him? I just know he sits in the front row and and, and he's, he's, he's a Spike Lee wannabe from what I see. So nothing else you know about him? No. No music? No. Do you know what he sounds like? No. Do you really know what he looks like? Yes. He looks like Ice Cube or whatever. Cube, Cube Ice or whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't know. What's the guy? Is Ice? It's Ice? No, Ice T? No, Ice Cube. <laughs> I don't know. It's got an ice in there somehow. I don't know. <laughs> what about Vanilla Ice? No. <laughs> now that, doesn't look like Vanilla Ice. No, I, I know who Vanilla Ice <laughs> but is. But you don't know the difference between Ice Cubed and Ice Tea and Cubed Ice. Ice Cube. Ice Cube is the guy in Barbershop, right? He is. Very good actor. I like I like Ice Cube. What about Ice Tea? He's like in Law and Order or something. <laughs> you got it. You okay. got it. But so, this Drake so somewhere guy, in there. This Drake guy, I mean, I, I'd never really heard of him until... Sure, why would Post, you? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll play our conversation with McPherson Pipeliners coach Chris Dawson as they get ready to begin their season here tonight at home. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon, according to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, the McPherson Pipeliners summer college baseball team is back in McPherson this summer, and they begin their season here tonight as they will be at home for their home opener tonight starting at 7 o'clock at Light Capital Diamond, Edward Jones Stadium. And we talked with new Pipeliner coach Chris Dawson earlier this week at the Thursday Chamber Coffee as they get ready for the season. Well, what's been your impressions after about a week? Um, man, great kids. Absolutely great kids, um, and that's that's kind of one of the things when I when we went on the recruiting process was um, we wanted kids with character. We wanted kids with good character that could also play the game of baseball. And I was fortunate enough to have some connections where I knew that we could get some of those kids. So so we were able to get some of them to come out here, um, like kids from Hawaii and Texas, and obviously the kids from Central that I brought with us. Um, but then the other kids. Um, just great kids all around. Uh, we have some kids like from New York and South Carolina and Arkansas um, that have just been tremendous. So can't complain. When you put together a team like this, what's what do you emphasize the most? Pitching, outfield defense, catching. What's the what's the emphasis on? I mean, I know you got to feel a complete team, mm-hmm. but, but there's got to be an emphasis. Yeah, and it's it's kind of with any baseball team. It's just it's arms, it's pitching. We. There's so many leagues that are popping up around the United States now that pitching's at a premium for summer ball. So it's tough to find kids um, to pitch because some schools are, are 
worried about sending them to teams that are going to throw them 50, 60 innings during the summer. And some coaches, in essence, don't really care. And some kids need 50 or 60 innings because they redshirt or they don't pitch. So arms is, is the big thing because if, if you get arms that can compete, you're going to do pretty well during the summer. But then it, then it just starts stemming from arms to catching to guys who can hit, middle guys, outfield. So, but the, the, the main thing is arms. The, the more arms we can get, the better we'll be. Let's stay on the pitching. Who are some of the guys that we can look for as far as regulars probably in the rotation? Yeah, so um, Coach Gove, Doug Gove from, from Central, he's our pitching coach this summer. And, and I was fortunate enough to play with him in college and then obviously coach with him now. Um, but some of the arms, Carter Hahn, he threw last night against Goddard and went five no-hit innings. Um, he was at Friends last spring, and he took this spring off. But um, he'll be a big piece. Um, Trevor Lunkwitz, he's actually starting tomorrow night, home opener. He'll, he's going to be huge. He goes to Central. He didn't throw for us in the spring due to some academic stuff, but um, he is – He's going to be big. He's mid to upper 80s. He can spin it. He has a nasty split finger. So he's going to be huge. A kid that we didn't really know anything about, he's from California, Nimmo Espinoza. I've never seen a two-seam run as much as this kid's two-seam does. It's unbelievable. Um, he's going to be huge. He, he, he pretty much told us, he goes, hey, I'm here to make it to the NBC so I can throw in front of some scouts. So um, huge goal for him and huge goal for us, but he, he can get it done out there. Um, and then Jordan Bolt um, is going to be huge. So we have a good rotation that I think is going to make us – it's going to let us compete in and out every day. So. When it comes to these summer leagues, it feels like you get into that burnout phase in about the beginning of July or if not just a couple of weeks in. Mm-hmm. What do you do with these guys? You know, they're, they're on college. They're trying to have fun but also trying to get a lot of baseball. And what do you do with them and, and talk about and your plan – when you get into the dog days of summer where you're playing seven days in a row with a couple of double headers mixed in. Yeah, and our, our dog days actually start pretty quick. You know, <laughs> we we go to Dodge City on the 12th through the 15th, and I think that begins a stretch where we play 18 games in 19 days or something like that. Um, so our dog days start pretty quick. The good thing is with the way the scheduling goes, the July time is, is a little bit more spaced out for us. So I think that's going to be huge when it comes to getting guys rested and keeping guys locked in. But the the middle and end of June is going to be huge for us just to keep focus. And that just comes with off days. That comes with having fun, um, keeping guys locked in with community days. And I think we have a little liners camp at the end of June. That's going to help kids kind of get reju- rejuvenated because there's nothing like spending a couple hours around, you know, 7 to 12-year-olds to, to get you to realize how much they love the game. So you can kind of start loving the game yourself a little bit more. Do you have another pool, too, of guys? Because you know, in the leagues I've been around, there's always turnover where some kid pitches for a month and then this coach says, all right, you're done. Mm-hmm. Do you have a pool of guys that you know you can call if you do get people that get hurt or they decide to go home or their girlfriend says, I'm sick of you living <laughs> in Kansas, come home? Do, do you have a pool like that, or is it just kind of stick it out with what you think you've got? Yeah, it's stick it out with what we got. I mean, luckily for us, we don't necessarily have any pitchers that are on innings limits or pitch counts. Um, we actually lost a arm because he reached his innings limit in the spring, which sucked because he was, he was a low 90s guy, and he would have been huge. But uh, we don't have anything like that this summer, so unless someone gets hurt, we don't have to necessarily worry about that. Um, but if we do, Coach Gove and I, we, we have some connections and, and some, some 
some other guys that we can call to to maybe fill the void. Um, we have two interns, Tyler Dunn and CJ Cecil, that um, threw for us last summer. They're mainly interns this summer, but they have told us that, hey, like we'll throw for you guys um, throughout the summer. So that's huge for them, from them, to help us out. But as far as a pool, we don't necessarily have a, a pool of guys just waiting there. We just kind of call connections if that were to happen. How, what, what would you say, what kind of identity that you're hoping this team has? I mean, what do you want when, when teams say we're going to play McPherson, what do you hope they – what kind of team do you want them to look at you as? They're, they're going to be in for a surprise. Um, we have athletes. We literally have Trey. Trey's the only kid in our infield that can only play one position. And um, he can even move to short if need be, but he's mainly just a second baseman. Everyone else on our infield can play any other position on the infield. I already said our outfield. Our outfield has four guys that are 6'6 six, six runners and below. Um, so we're going to be able to fly. We're going to be able to run. They're gonna, teams are going to be in, especially if we get guys on base. They're gonna be. They're gonna. They're gonna be tired for as much as we're gonna run. For what? For what I see in the, what I, my first year, last year covering the league, it's about pitchers throwing strikes. Yeah, seems that's what it comes down. To. Yep, yep, and that's that's huge. We, I think all, all five of our arms that we have penciled in for for the rotation are all eighty five plus. Um, I think the one exception is Harry Park, who was here last summer. Mm-hmm. He's coming back and he's he's pitching for us again this summer and. And he's low to mid eights, but but he has two or three off-speed pitches that he can throw in any count. And so, um, but yeah, as, as long as those guys pound the zone, I mean, that's kind of what got us in trouble a little bit yesterday. Carter breezed through the first two outs in the first inning and then ended up walking the bases loaded, and we got out of it. But as long as those guys can pound the zone and get strikes, we're going to be able to play defense behind them for sure. And they're just going to put us in a better spot because we have we have the arms that can go out there and shut a team down. When you so. look at this league, obviously Wellington, mm. that's a team you got. I mean, Wellington just mm. seems to get guys from <laughs> old guys. And that I thought that was the difference last year. Your team was really young last mm-hmm. year. And Wellington's got guys who are 22, 23, 24 years old. So, yeah, this league um, got got really good really fast. With Wellington with, or with Liberal the, and yeah, with the With the Jayhawk disbanding and – me just being from Kansas my whole life, it's kind of sad to see the Jayhawk disbanding, but I understand with money and travel and everything why it had to happen. But we added Hayes, who last summer was a top 20 summer program in the nation. Liberals always up there. Liberals won, I think, three or four or five NBC World Series. Right. Got, uh, Dodge City's nothing to, to laugh at. And then obviously we got Wellington. We got the Kansas Cannons. So this league got really good really fast. And, and that was my goal was, hey, like, we got to compete with these guys. We got to go get guys who, who can compete with the, with these with these teams. And and as you alluded to, you know, having having some of those teams that have older guys, that was one of our goals was to go get some older guys. So we have some we have some. I don't really know if we have any freshmen to be honest with you. We have some sophomores, juniors, and, and some seniors, and um, some guys who just graduated. Seems to be a little older team. Than yeah. Last year. Yes, sir. So we so we got some age on here. Got some experience, and that was huge. I mean. We got guys that are going to, to do things this summer that are going to wow you just from the baseball aspect, just from being baseball smart and being baseball savvy. So I'm excited to see that. We'll, it won't be for me, but there'll do be some hidden ball tricks just from guys just being baseball smart and, and being able to do that stuff. And High baseball IQ. Yes, high baseball IQ from a lot of these guys. So it's going to be, it's going to be a fun summer with, with that and just with the athleticism we have. Did you ever play in a league like this? Um, I played um, when I was in college. I went to Texas one summer and played in the um, DABA, which was pretty competitive. A lot of Division One, Division Two, Juco guys. So so I played in, in one summer. Um, 
my college career, I was, for some reason, I always worked out to where I ended up getting hurt right before summer ball, so I didn't really have the chance to go play much, but I did play one summer in Texas that was pretty competitive, but honestly, nothing like nothing like the, the Kansas Collegiate League because it is, especially with the addition of Hayes and, and Dodge City and, and Liberal to go along with Wellington and, and the Kansas Cannons, it is now one of the better leagues in, in the country. Who's, who's left? You have Valley Center, we have Park Valley, City. Valley Center, Park City, Wellington, Kansas Wellington, Cannons. Kansas Cannons. Um, a new team is the Kansas Curve. Saw that. They were a high school showcase team the past couple of years, but they have now added – the, co- the college team since they've had a bunch of alumni. That's the team we played last night. Yeah, and that's the team we played last night. Um, and then we have us, the three out west in Hayes, Liberal, and Dodge, and Clearwater. That was our conversation with McPherson Pipeliner coach Chris Dawson at the Chamber Coffee yesterday morning as the Pipeliners get ready to get this season going here tonight. We'll take our final break. When we come back, it's Friday trivia time. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBB. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, you got yourself ready for a little Friday trivia today? I'm ready. You feel good? No. We've actually been pretty good the last yeah, couple of I, weeks. Yeah, I will say that. I, I've been at the top of my I'm, game. I'm very disappointed because it used to be I had a mind like a steel trap, and I could answer just about any trivia question. Who is the eighth president? Van Buren. V- Martin. M- MVB. Martin Van Buren. Martin Van Buren. <laughs> yes, MVB. All right, Steve, would you like to give or receive first receive on your, on your trivia? Okay. Oh. Well, Golden State has won three out of the last four right. NBA championships, and right. if they win this one, then it would be four out of five. Do you know who the last Major League Baseball team was that won four out of five championships? Yankees. The New York Yankees. Toward You're correct. The, toward the end of the 1990s. 1996, 98, 99, 2000. How about this? How about the last team besides the Yankees to win three straight NBA or MLB championships? Oakland A's. What years? 72-3-4. That's pretty good. What about any other team that won four out of five World Series? The one before that. Boy, There's not been any others besides the Yankees. Okay, I'll okay. just give you that. Okay, I was gonna That was say, pretty good. Well, that's not bad. Mine like a steel trap. Oh, George Chaplinski holds the McPherson High Boys basketball single-game scoring record with 44 points. Right. Two players are tied for second with 39. Well, I would, I would have to think our boy Christian Olsaker's got to be one, one of them. Was, one of the, was that in the Perry Ellis game? Yeah, where he destroyed Perry Ellis. 39. The other 39-point performance. Was it recent? No. <laughs> How old was it? 30, probably. 30 years old? Yeah. Man, that's a long time but ago. But think of who the best players in McPherson High history are. Would I go with, was it a Chandler? No. Was it an Alexander? No. Was it a Pyle? No. I don't know. I don't know who the other one is. I know Olsaker. Guy played in the NBA. How about Steve Henson? How about Steve Henson? That'd be a pretty good 39 guess. 39 down at Bueller, and I'll never forget that game because, you know, he didn't really. That was almost 40 years ago, Steve. 86. We're getting we're getting closer. 
to but, 40. Well, anyway, but Steve Henson has always been a guy that would pass up shots. That was a game that he decided to be maybe a little selfish. He had the hot hand early and said, I'm just going to keep shooting, and it made 39 points. So I've got another question for you here, Steve. This okay. one involves your friend LeBron James, since we haven't been able to talk about him a ton lately. Okay. So he lost six NBA finals. He's won three, but they've lost six. And it's happened against only three teams. Can you name the three teams that LeBron James has lost to in the NBA finals? Well, Golden State, obviously. That's a pretty good guess. 15, uh, 17, and 18. Uh, San Antonio. He lost to the Spurs not only with the Heat, but also his first time with the Cavs in 2007. One more. Wow. Um, this was the one year that... Did I say Lakers? Never played the Lakers in the never finals. Never played the Lakers in the finals. Okay. This was the one year that if he were to look back and go, man, we should have won that one, it's this year. I'm trying to and think. against of the, this team. I'm trying to think of the teams in the Sort world. of a fluky run. Portland? No. Okay, I don't know. The Dallas Mavericks, oh, 2011. I always for, you always throw that Mavericks at me, and I never... Big dirt guy. I never think of them being any good, but I forgot that they had that one year where it all came together. Don't forget about Dirk. All right, I'm ready. This player has the highest single season scoring average in McPherson High Boys basketball history at... 24.2. I would have to think that it's a very important man and a man who is doing pretty well for himself right now. Could be. Would it be a man who is in the coaching profession? Yes, it is. I would have to think that it is Brad Underwood. You are correct, I, sir. I, I was pretty sure about that. Would that have been the 83? 1982. Okay. Yeah, uh, Brad averaged 24.2. The year before, he'd averaged like 22-something. So he had the... Good friend of yours. Yeah, he had the best two back-to-back years. Uh, in anybody in the history of the school. So this is now kind of my next question for you. It's kind of playing off the LeBron James. So Tom Brady has won six Super Bowls and lost three. Can you name the three opponents that he has lost to? Giants. Okay. Do you know what what year that was? Uh, it was the year that it was the year of the Tyrell catch. Okay. I David Tyree. Tyree. That was Super Bowl forty two. Okay. Who else has Brady lost to? Okay, it's got to be it. Um, Packers? No. Um, Giants, I can't even think. Wasn't Minnesota. There was one very recently. Okay. Um, wasn't Atlanta? Atlanta didn't win the Super Bowl. No, maybe they beat them. Uh, Tampa Bay? No. Okay. Tampa Bay won it that one year. I can't remember. Against the Raiders. Okay. It's my guy, oh, Rich the, Gannon. Okay, the Raiders. Uh, let's see. Ram. Arizona Cardinals. No. Okay. Um, running out of teams because 49ers. You're starting to. Uh, uh, Rams didn't win the Super Bowl. Um, Real recent. Uh, Eagles. There you go. Okay. They lost to the Eagles. And you... you I kind of tricked you there because he lost to the Giants twice. Okay. So Super Bowl 42, Super Bowl 46, and then the Eagles in 52. Okay. How many times has McPherson High's boys basketball team had an undefeated season? Ooh, ooh, that's tough. I covered them all. So I know that there was the one in 15. Correct. I don't think there was another one in the 2000s no. unless it was 03, but I wasn't thinking so. But how many are there? I just asked how what, many. What, was 94 an undefeated team? Yep, and that was the miracle team of uh, no one would have ever guessed that team would be undefeated. They had Eric Schultz, Eric Vogel at the guards, Brian Grant, Tim Hers, and Josh Alexander. Was 91 or 92 an undefeated team? No, but you're in the ballpark. 
90? 90. So 90, 94, 15, and then they wouldn't have had one in the 80s. So let's say three. It is three. That's pretty good. Yeah, 1990 was... That's the, pretty good for some outsider yeah. from the Kansas City area. Andy, well, I, I figure with all the exhaustive research you It's done, a lot of research. Andy Berlin was a real standout, and that was the precursor to the, still, to me, the greatest... McPherson High team of all time, even though they lost a game, Ooh. the 91 team to me is still the greatest team of all time. Steve. Hers, Coachman, Vincent, Totman. Um, How about Alexander? Alex, uh, Sir Chad. Sir, no, he wasn't a starter. He wasn't on that team? He was He wasn't. He was the sixth man. Gotcha. You had, let's see, Totman, Vincent, Coachman, the coach. Yeah. Jonathan Coachman was on that team. He started. Good work today, Steve. Okay. You've worked very hard. Okay. I think you've earned yourself a weekend of golf. The rain is gone. Yeah. You made it through the rain. Time to play some golf. You bet. I'm ready to tee it up, tee it eye, and let it fly. Final prediction. Golden State at Toronto Sunday night. No Who wins. No way Golden State loses two in a row. No way. They don't is lo- what Steve they says. They don't lose two in a row. It just doesn't happen. No way. No way, Jose. All right, Steve. Enjoy your weekend. Okay. Play some golf. Will do. Wrapping up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Monday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. 